And, you know, I really honestly just visualize myself being on stage with um, my community, really, and just giving from my heart and raising the vibration of, of the kids out there. And I just see it and I feel it and I'm like, okay, that's the energy. It's just, it's a feeling. It's like before I get on onto stage, it's like, even if there's nerves and there's all those things, it's just this like feeling I have here. And I, and I go to that place and I just like go to that in my imagination right away. And I like, I see myself, I'm, I, I'm there. Right on. We are here. We are back. We are on the roller coaster ride of a new episode of the Right Songs You Love podcast. And this month has been awesome. And so for so many ways, just had so many fantastic guests that have come on and, and the momentum just keeps rolling. And and I'm I'm super thrilled to be able to introduce you to my my guest today, Rachel Bow, who is I'm trying to think of the best words. I, I, the only thing that really comes to mind right off the bat is just like a fireball of awesomeness. Uh, <laughs> right from the first time I met Rachel, I remember for a period of time in the summers in Vancouver, I was kind of the sound guy, MC guy, performing guy, all in one for these movie nights in the park that would happen in a in an area in the city, which were always a lot of fun. And it was for like youth audiences and and all sorts of that was the main target focus, but it was a really beautiful community event. And I love outdoor movie situations and they would have music and performers before the movie would start just to build up to it. Now, the the couple of years or so before I met Rachel, when I was doing it on my own, it was insane. It was it was just so much work to try to organize the sound system and try to keep the flow of everything going and then all the stuff and particularly when there's young kids like really young kids just like storming the stage and like running after you while you're playing and while you're doing all this stuff and it's not my norm to 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 have to work with that audience in a very good way so I totally felt like major fish out of water and the one the fall, one following year when when we came back and I heard that they were going to be bringing on somebody else to do some of the MC work and and just to to do that so I could just be the sound guy was was already a dream but then it turns out that Rachel ends up being this person and and I just, just sit back in awe as I just watched the way that she could engage with with the kids and just get them all hyped up and get them dancing and just like galvanize an entire field worth of people with just so much energy and so much mojo it was just such a joy <laughs> such a joy to witness and to behold and i was just also felt like this major weight lift off of my shoulders and like all right there's a pro that's how it's done <laughs> that's <was> amazing <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> so that was that was the start of how how rachel and i connected and it's really cool to reflect back on that and and welcome you Rachel onto this this opportunity show here. Oh my goodness, what an intro. But good throwback memory because that really was such a fun show that we got to do together and I just cannot even imagine for a second doing it by myself. So, I don't know how you did it, but props to you. Oh, yeah. Um, but that was so much fun. It and was it's so great to be on your show today. Yeah, well, <laughs> reflecting on all these things. It is. It's cool to see sometimes how connections 
happen, you know, just in whatever ways that they happen. And then however long down the road, things come back sometimes. And, and I'm, I'm super thankful that you're one of those people that like I got to reorbit with and, and just hear how, how your growth and what you do in, you know, you do so many different things. Like you're, you, you do all these dance parties and awesome events for kids and youth, but you're also like a, a party facilitator and you do things with businesses and organizations. And it's just, it's all just like big energy that you bring and you really bring people together and let themselves just celebrate and really be themselves, which is, I, I've always been a big fan of witnessing how you do that. And yeah. Anyway, it's saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is definitely a whole lot of energy. Um, but you know, it's definitely something that I really believe in my core that we need, we yeah. need to be uplifted and we need to celebrate together in the moment. So it's just been a really amazing space. Like Vancouver's just welcomed me in mm -hmm. and allowed me to, to kind of own that space right now, the dance party queen. <laughs> and, uh, you know, raise some vibrations and have some fun. So it's been a wild ride for sure. Oh, I love it. But, you know, it was so interesting. I, I remember at a period in time, I think this is probably about two years ago, I guess. I, I was in the middle of learning a whole bunch over COVID about production and just new recording skills. And I was trying a lot of different experiments and stuff that was kind of outside of my genre normally, like from the folky rootsy stuff that I do. And, and I was just having a blast with it. And I remember posting something, just a really fun, silly video on Instagram. And and then then you reached out and you're like, oh, yeah, this sound, this, I have ideas. Let's talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, wait, <laughs> I need Michael in my life. How do we make this happen? Because, I mean, I too, I mean, the, the pandemic brought us you know, for all of us, especially us artists, um, we had to pivot in like the most outrageous ways, which, you know, some of us, it took a while to kind of figure out what that was going to look like, mm -hmm. but you know, we, we all did cause we had no other choice, but to, and I had to change my business really like this live, you know, uh, exciting energy based event business into this virtual space. And that was really scary. Mm -hmm. And I was just constantly looking for ways, but also just like dreaming up ways. Like I just remember sitting down in my living room and just looking up at like the big white wall. And I was just had post-its and like a Sharpie marker, I think. And I just started writing down ideas of things that I could do to entertain people across the screen, because I've just been so used to being on stage and really, really utilizing like that energy of that live presence, as you know, right, you go to a concert, everybody's energy goes up. Um, you sit down, and you're watching something through the screen, it's just not the same vibe. So I just was like, ferociously writing down like millions of ideas that I had and was posting them up on the wall. And that was like, you know, I need to make, I need to make some music. I feel like music needs to be something, you know, for kids, especially with my community mm -hmm. is something that I could share um, with people right now and maybe bring some joy. And then I saw what you posted and it was like synchronicity after synchronicity. And I was like, okay, Michael, we need to connect. And I'm so happy we did because we ended up doing some really, really fun things together. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, so let me backtrack a bit because you said something really neat that just clicked hmm. me and this comes up every once in a while on the podcast because like part of writing songs is the sharing, you know, like there, there's that element of, of a song's life going through our hands and our pen and whatever comes through to others' ears and others' experiences. And what you were just saying about like, this is what a concert is like concerts are, yeah, like we jazzing up. So I'm, where does that go back to for you? Like where did, where did that seed start of just that loving? That? Yeah. That? Yeah. Oh just the whole performing side of it for you. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because I've been asked this question before because people are like, where do you like, you know, where did you get all these things from? Where did your, you know, love of music? Honestly, my first concert I ever went to, you'll appreciate this for sure was a Sharon Lois and Bram concert. Yes. <laughs> which is funny now looking at it, right? Um, but it was, I remember it still vividly and I was three years old. And I ran, I'm sure we were not sitting anywhere close to the front, but I ran down. I knew every word to every song. We had all the records. I watched all the shows, right? And I was just in awe of them. And I ran all the way down to the front of the stage and was like screaming their names and <laughs> <laughs> dancing along. And they actually brought me up on stage. My mom was, of course, like freaking out. She tells the story. But um, yeah, and I just, I, I felt so, like I never let go of that feeling. <laughs> and of course, I went to many Sharon Lois and Bram concerts after that, um, you know, and all those things during that era. But it was just so amazing. And I used to, Literally, um, and my parents are big music lovers, but I used to like have the CD player, I guess it was a CD player back then, behind me and like stand up on a chair and grab like anything I could use as a microphone, like anything. It wasn't even like a toy necessarily, it could be a wooden spoon. And I would have the speakers behind me and I'd just be singing. Um, and, and I would just really try to reenact the, like being on stage, being Sharon Lewis and Bram or, you know, whatever singer and just recreate the feeling of being in that live concert. Like I literally could, I remember just like doing that over and over. And I ended up doing that my whole life. Like that was always my, my play and my escape mm. and, um, and just like really embodying that feeling of that live energy, because there's just really nothing like it. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's such an exchange between, you know, the audience and performer. It's a dance. It's a, just everyone's in the moment together. And that energy is just so beautiful. And I just have always trying to find that feeling somehow, you know, and capture it and want to share it with people as much as the music and as much as, you know, the content. Uh, it's really just about that feeling of just being all connected in a live setting. That yeah. just is like, ah, oh, mind blowing. Yeah. So Sharon Lois and Bram. <laughs> I could just picture you. <laughs> oh yeah. I ran all the way, all the way down, but it was like, just, uh, just a magical experience. Well, I think that's so key. You know, I like that's, that's really awesome to hear that it, it stems from such an early point and that you could, you remember that and you recognize that <laughs> my first childhood memory around that age is like, falling downstairs in a big padded snowsuit <laughs> which maybe that's why i wear so much clothes all the time <laughs> i mean maybe i'm always I mean, pushing them you know like prepared <laughs> honestly it all it's all linked together somehow which is amazing i actually fell down the stairs too as a kid and i remember that too it's like how is that one i'm sure you like how many times we've 
you have fallen, but falling down the stairs for some reason is like a core trauma response. Yeah. I remember doing like somersaults, I think, down my stairs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same age. yeah. I've been with you there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we need to write a song about that. <laughs> Somersault down the stairs. Uh, that's our next collab, everyone. The next, hit, the next seasonal hit, Summer yeah. Salt. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm down for it, for sure. Well, <laughs> when. So coming through and, and just finding your pathways through all of this, like at what point did you first have an inclination to start utilizing your own words in in the music that you were bringing to people? Because it's such an influential thing of what you're doing all the time, you know? So like, really? when did that start and how did that first look? Yeah, well, I mean, I think I was always writing. I was always really into writing, even as a kid cool. and always had, and I still have them to this day like journals and notebooks and you know um always writing poems and always writing songs it was just something again that was my play in some way and then as I kind of got a little bit older into like high school and I started really getting into like the theater scene um you know and then you're kind of forced to write more and more um quote unquote forced but you know I really started developing a passion for it and it always somehow went into songs. It would like start somewhere, like maybe it was like, I don't know, it would start just as a, you know, journal kind of thing, just like a conscious stream of consciousness writing. And then it would somehow like go into a poem and somehow it became a song. It always ended in a song. So I always kind of use that as a process now because um, it's just something I've done since then. And, um, and then I, you know, went to theater school and we had so many tools provided to us there of how to create your own work. And I actually went into a physical theater program at Humber College, which was really cool, which a lot of people don't even realize about theater school. It's not just you speaking, you know, text from other playwrights. It's, there's a lot of other ways to create theater. And this uh, school in particular was really well known for physical theater. So we did a lot of um, a lot of writing and creating our own work. And one of the things I did was something called a vocal mask, which is really awesome because they give you all of these like different, like, you know, you have to include a, a rhyme, you have to include alliteration, you have to include text from here, there, everywhere and write all these things. And you ac actually end up creating a 30 minute show. Oh. based on your own words uh and you perform it for people and a live audience and and a lot of the things that I did in that was songwriting <laughs> in there and one of like my main comments from from that was maybe you're a songwriter or maybe you need to do music and it always was something that was like in the background it was never like the forefront of what I thought I was here to pursue and so I've always kind of kept it in the background is something that I've kept personally for myself. And just as the years go on and, you know, you go through all the ups and downs, um, whenever I'm, I'm deep in my emotions, you know, that's something that I do. I like bust out the paper and pen and I go through that kind of stream of consciousness into what ends up being a song. And then I, you know, put it together. So it's definitely like a part of like my like life process and a part of my healing and a part of when I need to express myself and I can't um, writing words just seems to be something that, um, and then singing them is something that I, uh, yeah, that I've always kind of kept close with me. Hmm. 
Do you notice any particular themes that you tend to gravitate or that you've locked onto over time? Oh yeah. I mean, and for sure it's always like when it comes to like heartbreak or loss, Mm -hmm. uh, but also just like when you're confused, um, and then, you know, just recently, um, you know, cause I look back at all of that catalog of music that I've like created and I've wrote, wrote and it's all like very somber. And then, you know, I kind of had something click during the pandemic era, which we were talking about mm-hmm. where I thought this is a time where like, we're all feeling pretty low vibration. And I thought maybe I need to write a few happy songs or songs that can <laughs> touch somebody in some way. Um, and and kind of just add a different tone to it. So that was something that I really wanted to explore because I never had before, really. Mm. Um, and then that's when you came in the picture and we wrote some happy music together. <laughs> and music that had some, you know, really exciting things to share for kids too. Because kids' music in, in, in a lot of ways is, is happy. Um, and also a way to get in touch with your emotions. And that was such a huge part of my childhood. And I thought, you know, um, who's doing that right now? this way i don't know let's do it let's just give it a shot yeah well that's a good segue then like to tell us a little bit about like what how the whole rock and bow idea and that universe came to be and how that music emerged yeah well you know being a dance party host i'm out there with like thousands and thousands of kids for like many years now Mm -hmm. so i've seen how kids react to certain music over the years. And of course there's songs that kids still love to this day that are so big and impactful. And there's emotions that kids feel when they're singing their hearts out to their favorite songs. You know, just some of those songs that come to mind are like Roar by Katy Perry and Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. They're like these classic pop songs or Thunder by Imagine Dragons and there's, or Believer. You know, it's these like passionate, songs that are about like you know like could be attached to a lot of things that kids go through whether it's like bullying or not feeling like they fit in or not feeling good enough and you know all those things that we we all go through but kids go through too and so kids just get really passionate about those types of songs and I see it all the time because I'm always up there performing and, and looking into it right and hearing them sing their hearts out And so, you know, I was thinking about it and again, pandemic happened and everything. And I thought, ah, you know, I'd love to put a body of work together. That's songs for kids to express themselves to like songs where kids can like sing their hearts out, can dance it out. And all of the things that I promote in my dance party show, um, I can do the same thing, but within my own words, with my own music and see what that could be Mm -hmm. Um, kind of like leaving out any of the uh, expectations of what that's going to look like or sound like, and rather just like go through like the feeling of it. And based on what I've seen that kids I know just really love and are passionate about. So that's what kind of led me to going, Oh, maybe we can make some music um, based on that. Uh, And that's when you and I, you know, wrote morning dance jam. (laughs) because there's a part of my show where you know everyone knows who's seen seen my show now that I do this very specific warm-up that gets everybody kind of up and in their bodies Mm -hmm. and it kind of has a little bit of a I call it like it's a throwback because really it's you know we kick it old school and it's like a jock it's jock jams warm-up and so 
you know, having that little bit of nostalgic feel is definitely something that always the parents love. Um, and yeah, morning dance jam was just like, yeah, you know, like this, the whole idea was like, get up, get out of bed. Um, even if you don't want to, um, you know, grab your hairbrush, make it your microphone, look in the mirror, tell yourself you're awesome, get dressed, eat some healthy breakfast and get out the door and dance in the street, you know, and that's kind of like the vibe to kick off your day. Um, and then that's when we kind of came up with like a story and like, and then what is, what does Rachel Bow do after she gets outside and dances in the street? Where is she going? And I started to create kind of a, a story about the character and what does that day look like? And that's kind of how the rest of, um, you know, uh, the rock and bow studio story, um, kind of started. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of created a story based out of that and, and brought in, uh, Jackie Lee, who, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, and that's when we kind of started building the story and making it real. Hmm. Well, it's so cool too. Like I, cause I, I guess I haven't asked you in a while because it's just think of or just hear how more how it's been integrating like morning dance jam for example um into your what you're doing like and that that just to hear the responses that people have been having to that because like if you're using that over time and they're developing that kind of cool relationship with your song you know um oh yeah like the kids love it now because i teach classes right and like pop star academy and musical stars and uh well, now we have, as you know, another version of that song that's appropriate for when it's an after-school program. Um, you know, it's not the morning anymore, but like it's just something that the kids love because it's fun and it's peppy. And it's like, again, it's something kind of cool for the adults as well because there's some of this like nostalgic vibe to that. Yep. And it's something that, you know, parents and kids can groove to. That's really fun. And I feel like I kind of that song really is set the tone, which was such an amazing experience working with you on that, um, how we worked on it. But it set the tone for this new this new project mm-hmm. with Jackie. And it really kind of opened my eyes to, OK, this is the arc of, you know, kind of building this into a character, into a story. And how can we share this? And still stay very true to who I am as a performer and that energetic, um, you know, persona that I have of being out on stage. But how do we bring that into the music and how do we bring this into the story and share it uh, with community? Yeah, well, what's so cool about all this, too, is I guess, you know, like we have times where we get these big, big visions of things, but other times it's not that way. It's other it's it's just like starting with one you know, starting with an idea and exploring it and then all these other doors open or the, all these other possibilities open. And I think it's, I've been chatting with a, a lot of artists in here lately about, you know, when you start having a collection of songs and like, how do you see, how do you see them connecting to each other? Like, what is the story, you know, like what, and we did this. I don't remember. Oh, I loved it. it. This is always one of my favorite things of like when you go through that whole heart compass and like look at yes. all of that different kind of way. So, so I'm curious for you, like what, what was that like for you? Because knowing your background, like knowing your, your theatrical background, your training and your experience and all of that matched with everything else you do. But then then kind of coming up with ideas because you had a very 
very clear vision after that. And I remember you're like, I want to have so like songs about this, 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 and this, and this. And, oh, yeah. and that was so cool to hear and just to, to think about how those could come to be. But I'm just curious, how, like, how, how did you find that coming up or bubbling up for you? That was so, that tool you gave me was so monumental to this process for me. It was like, and I said this to you already before, and that's why I want to encourage the listeners to definitely try this out because it's an exercise that really helps to just kind of focus everything in because it can feel like you've said, it can feel very like you have all these songs or you have these ideas and you have this vision, but you don't know how it fits into, it has to fit into something. Um, it has to, you, you have to kind of build it into, I know I'm doing this because I'm going right into the compass. Um, you have to build it into the shape of something so you can see it, right? You can step back away from the work and you can see it as a body of work. Mm. And sometimes that's hard to to kind of figure out for yourself because also when you're writing, it comes very organically. And, you know, maybe you have a, a thought of writing something about this and then writing something about this and none of it really goes together. But this tool that you gave um, was so instrumental to that because it really kind of, again, it helped to create almost like a story for myself, really, and understanding the journey of where this body of work can go and what it's going to look like. And and then taking your listeners on that journey as well with you. Um, and that's a really, really important part of the songwriting process, for sure, and building it. And building it with, like, passion and building it with, like, there's focus. And honestly, I haven't been that inspired since theater school, which was many years ago now, uh, when I did my vocal mask and I was, you know, taught how to put something like that together by Kathy McKinnon, who's still one of my legendary favorite teachers of all time when it comes to, to the voice. Yeah. She taught me so many things. And then you came into my life and taught me about this com compass <laughs> that it literally set off and I ended up doing so many different ones and I still have so many different ones that I can work on projects for years and years to come now because it really just kind of helped put it all into focus for me. And it's a great, it's a great exercise to do when you're creating music. Um, and like, what are the stories in between each song that connect them all together? Mm -hmm. And that really helped with the rock and bow studio um, aspect and it also helped because you know we've taken now this music that we've created together and you know made it into um, a lot of different things you know we have a comic book and you know a, a show and a, a kids you know course program that we've made it into as well and all based around that you know that compass of that of the music and of the story that we've built in that process so it's it's pretty special so thank you for that that's awesome. Well, what's what's really great, I think, for everyone here, and and, and just for me, me to hear back too of when you have that, and and to watch how many other layers you've created. Like you're saying, like the the comic book stuff of what I've seen so far is just so cool. And and you do start looking at like how many possibilities it can have, and all these different places it can live. And off oftentimes, when songwriters go through the process of writing and then recording something and maybe do a release of it, whether that's like a CD release show or they just put it up on Spotify. And, and then there's a lot that goes into that. And then it just kind of, it can die. Like it, it just can drop off. And because it feels like that is the thing, that that's the major thing. And if something's going to happen with it, 
for whatever reasons or whatever it's it's out of our hands but like I love with you you're you're just such a great example of how it's kind of just the beginning and and it really like sets the the soil for so much else to grow from and like the amounts of things that I constantly see you coming up with ideas but not just the ideas like you put you really put them into action and they and they grow quickly uh I think relatively for the sake of um just those those efforts that go into it and and again like we you I remember originally you didn't at least I didn't think about having the idea of all these other visual aspects of it and that tying to the songs and, and how that could be. And, and actually I wanted to go, it was just so interesting working with you because of like how visual you were with everything. It was, it felt fun as a, as a collaborator to try to imagine what that sounds like. And like, and, and we went a lot of different ways and, and made this like really eclectic mix of, of sounds and soundscapes and to go with the ideas. And so but it all like really like your idea. I'm curious if you could share a little bit about how you came to like what what the big message of this whole thing was all about of this collection of songs for you. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, again, because there were so many different processes in this, because really the idea was to create this show. I mean, there's so many different ideas, but I always saw it as many different layers. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know exactly what was going to come first, second, third, fourth. I didn't know the order of it, but I just know like, okay, we're going to make this thing, this, this thing. And then we're going to see kind of where it goes um, and, and what layer we're going to kind of start with, or do we do them all at the same time? I don't know. So that's kind of been the fun of it is not really knowing exactly, but there is kind of a, an overall vision to it. And the whole overall vision of it is really like bringing this up onto its feet and making it into a live show. Um, is really always the the big dream because that's where my big passion lies. So with that being the big picture, whether it happens or it doesn't, that's there. It's like a goal that's there that hangs there for me. So I always think about what's going to be something that people are going to, or, you know, and in my case, this is like families and kids are going to enjoy uh, in a live setting as well. Uh, so trying to keep keep that in mind always it, from the beginning of the process was something just to like make mention of. But I think it all kind of came down to trying to, especially because of pandemic, like, you know, I was thinking about this idea before the pandemic, it's lived inside of me for quite a while to create a story um, about this. But what I felt, and because again, just being in so many schools and so many events and so many community events and just seeing up here looking down of what happens between kids is nothing different than what happened between kids when we were kids. Mm-hmm. There is there's a lot of there's a lot of emotions, and there's a lot of kids that feel insecure and there's not a lot of space given to kids to express themselves freely. And I felt like I wanted to create work and music and a thing (laughs) that was going to provide kids with the opportunity to have a safe space to express themselves. And in that safe space are going to, um, embody confidence and learn how to build on their imagination. And if they realize that their imagination 
um, if they learned how to really, really utilize the tool that they can literally be and have and do anything they want to do. And that's just because I honestly feel like I'm living proof of that. Because as a kid, I told you, I used to stand behind the speakers with a microphone and I saw it all as a kid, but I, I visualized it and I learned how to use my imagination and I could do that for hours and hours and hours. Mm -hmm. And I, I learned the art of it when I was really young on how to do that. And we had really great examples of that as kids. Um, you know, we had these amazing shows back then, like Sharon Lois and Bram that talked about that. And, uh, and, you know, and music was incorporated in that so, so organically and Fred Penner and Mr. Dress Up and, you know, Mr. Rogers. It's like, you know, this kind hearted embracing everybody and creating safe space for kids to express themselves and sing and dance. Um, I feel like we kind of lost that throughout the years. And I just felt like, especially after COVID, where kids, I would go and do a show and literally kids were terrified if their masks came off, they would freak out. You know, if it fell down in a dance class, they were completely freaking out if someone touched them. And and I thought, oh my goodness, what is happening? You know, kids don't feel safe even being together anymore. Mm. And that was like, we're going to eventually come back together and I want to create like this whole thing so kids can really, you know, especially when kids were at home and they had no interaction with anybody, how can they feel by watching something on the screen or listening to music that they're still a part of something that's like a safe, creative space where they can use their imagination and be anywhere, anything they want to be. Mm -hmm. And that was really like, that's always kind of my mission, even in my live shows. And so I just wanted to really pull this in and make it really about that and say, you know what? Your biggest superpower you can have is your imagination, kids. We'll show you how easy it is to to utilize it. And once you learn it, um, you always have that tool in your in your belt, you know, and you're ready to go. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> so the music did kind of start, as you know, right? It started shaping around this idea of imagination and how to build things um, using it. And uh, and yeah, and then you know we created Imagination Land in our show and. Uh, we haven't launched that yet, but it's all coming soon. And and then it all kind of fit together. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I, I I just enjoy so much how how much emphasis is placed on imagination and like the empowerment behind that of like how much is possible there is is quite quite limitless. And it's exciting to know that like this this coming up, this is these are more tools that you're going to be able to utilize and and hear back and i guess i'm kind of curious too in, in your experience with what you've used so far in in the rock and bow studio situation or with some some of these songs so far as like what what have been i guess some of your favorite or like most meaningful experiences so far man there's been so many but what what i really what i've really loved i mean i really love the process and i mean again everyone always talks about that you know, you got to love the process more than the product. And I think that was always my fear with music is like what you mentioned earlier, going back to that. Um, and just like to put that out there too, is that that's the thing, right? You write a song, you put all this work into a song and then you put it out there and then it kind of just, it fizzles out or like the kind of, you know, dies, but it's this process. If you can like lengthen the process and then enjoy that fully. Right. Um, I don't know. It just, it adds more to, to it and it, you can continue to build on it in different ways. And so for me, it's just like, 
us coming up with like just these like really funny, fun things. Like I was sitting on a rooftop when I wrote Imagination. Um, I-M-A-G-I-M-A-G-I-N. And um, I remember being up there, like writing that. And then like, you know, in Mexico. And then next thing you know, here we are, you and I writing it together on Zoom. And then next thing you know, I'm teaching it to Jackie, the part, you know, my partner, who's then he's singing it as we're like setting up our set, you know, and he's like, you know, singing the song. And it's just like, oh my gosh, it's in his head singing the song. And then, you know, you came into the studio and we, you know, made a makeshift studio, which was hilarious. Uh, because you know, sometimes you just have to do what you need to do to get it done. And then we were all doing it together. And then, you know, then the next thing about it was we actually uh, hired uh, an amazing dance choreographer. And then she was in the studio with us and then watching her choreograph and sing the song and create this amazing dance to it and then teach us the dance to our song that you and I, you know, started and that started up on a rooftop in Mexico. It's just watching that whole process. Right. And then watching what Jackie and I put to it, which is just so incredible. Uh, It was just, you know, so many different parts of that. Mm-hmm. that makes it like when you listen to it like when I listen to it now um I get a little parts of all of those experiences with that song so far mm-hmm. uh and I'm excited to share that with people because I mean you can feel that in the music yeah. uh for sure Definitely. and then now that we have visuals to it as well it's just really fun and um So, yeah, I just like that we've kind of stretched the process of that in so many different ways. Um, And then, of course, you know, it's the content that's in the song that's so fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, that song, Imagination, is really about, you know, teaching you how easy it is to utilize that superpower. Yep. Uh, So then it also has this very impactful meaning to it. uh, And that's really fun. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, just going to that that the scenario we were trying different things with the recording process for people listening. Where my one of my favorite memories was because uh, we were we were in a building that was essentially a daycare or like a kids. What what is the bottom kids, part like, of it? It's like a kids learning center. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we had it was cool because we had all these different rooms and it. I remember it was just downpouring, raining that night. And I think where we originally were going to be upstairs, it was like so loud, the rain that it would have like come into the recording of the vocals. Yeah. So we went down into this, into this other space and, and it was just so funny because I had my computer and my center station on this tiny kid's table. And <laughs> I remember sitting on like you did. a miniature a Fisher Price <laughs> table. That's true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved it. I think this is the best. This is just so funny while you you guys are in a different room singing, <laughs> singing along to this stuff. With our like, yeah, that was hilarious. With like, we found that partition and then we like put blankets yeah. over top of it. And yeah. there's toys all everywhere around us. And Spider-Man was like looking on the shelf at us as we were singing and the dolls, you know, it was kind of exciting. We, you know, we have a lot of behind the scenes shots of that, which are really funny. And we're going to definitely add those into some of the, the work we're going to put out there. Cause it was, yeah. that was, I was wondering, I was like, has Michael ever recorded in, in such a space? <laughs> and then we ate cupcakes after on the floor. Yeah. On yeah. Like no, that, 
Yeah. Well, and that's what's so cool about like whether you're songwriting for yourself, I think sometimes to kind of enjoy and appreciate, have gratitude or just laugh at sometimes of the scenarios that we're creative in. And and those are memories for a lifetime. Like I think that that's just a great thing to be able oh, to yeah. look back on. But when especially when it's with other people, if you're if you're involved with other people, it uh, it becomes a great thing to to high five over and <laughs> laugh about. Yeah. And like literally we're like, we gotta do that again. I mean, it'll be a different space and a different place and a, you know, all those things. But I mean, that was and we talk about that too, Jackie and I, because it was a really like just fun night and just like getting the music up on its feet was just cool in that way because it, it just it felt very aligned with what we were creating in that way you know we just had to make it work which we did and it was powerful for lots of reasons too right because i think that was that was jackie's first time singing it was yeah and recording or doing anything it was like his that. first time yeah and uh and so that was kind of special for you and i to watch yeah and be a part of for sure. And then, you know, what was even cooler was I was with him the first time that he heard the music and just watching somebody hear themselves for the first time mm -hmm. in that way mm -hmm. is really cool. And, and he got really excited about it mm -hmm. and it just started to really make the whole project come together. To be honest, the music was the missing link for me. Because music is how it's it's what really inspires my movement. Like I need music to like it gets me hyped, you know, even during my shows. Like I always have like a beat in the background because it gives me that energy yep. to, you know, ah, give. And so the music now coming into this project, which I can't wait for you to see, uh, it really just adds this layer that was like, yeah. And so unexpected. Cause the music is, like you said, right? It's so there's so many different kind, types of genres that we kind of touched uh, on and it's kind of an eclectic mix of things, but it makes the show so dynamic and really fun. And it, and it makes it feel like there's a little something for everyone, which is always what I try to include in my live performances as well. Mm -hmm. You know, and every kid is going to love pop music. Not every kid likes hip hop, not every kid likes rock, but having a little bit of everything um, kind of, gives a little something for everybody to, to enjoy yeah. uh, a little taste of everything. And also wanting to introduce those types of sounds totally. and vibes and feelings um, to, to the audience watching as well, I think is going to be kind of fun because it's unexpected. Yeah. Well, well, as an example, the first one, and we'll, we'll definitely have to put this on at the end of the show here is the, um, I guess what you call it, the, our intro astronaut space pop <laughs> zoom 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 that that went yeah. out uh is now available out and about uh yes. so if you want to share a little bit about about that song and and the process that was a hilarious one to work on <laughs> well we well you you and i worked like tirelessly on that song to get the, i mean the music is so cool in that song and i know we had a, a quite a few references to pull to kind of get the sound where we wanted it to be. And we didn't, I didn't really know what kind of song that was going to be. Like, I just knew those were the words to the song and, and we, well, we created some of the words together too. Uh, but just, you know, it's a song about being in outer space again, using our imagination as they do in the show um, to take you, you know, out of, take you away from where you are and put you in space and imagine what that would feel like 
-hmm. and how far you can take your, um, how far you can take your dreams really is what the song is about and how you can play with that and have fun with that and imagine what it would be like to be in outer space. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's kind of the whole point of the song is to take kids on this journey. And and what really inspired that song is because I have a, a part in my show where I do like a dance free set. Mm-hmm. And in my dance free set, I actually like say, okay, like we're going to get into a spaceship and we're going to fly, you know, and kids, you know, put their wings out or they put their arms up and they do all these different things with their bodies and they fly around the room. And some kids are using sound effects with their mouths and, you know, we're singing or going, ah, you know, and all these things, which is so cool. And then we land on the moon and all of a sudden, you know, you're on the moon and everything just stops and it's quiet. And what is it like to be on the moon? And then just to see how kids move, Mm -hmm. you know, is it slow motion? Is it fast? Is it like an alien? Is it, you know, all those types of things where they use all their imaginational, you know, skills. And, and I wanted to kind of embody that part of my show in a song because it's so fun to play, Mm -hmm. you know, and we brought a lot of those elements into that song and yet it's in the most unexpected way. You know, it's it's not a, a fast kids pop song nursery rhyme by any means. It has a dance break in it, which um, I know you haven't seen the choreography, but we have this like very cool choreography that went to this amazing part of the song, the breakdown, we call it, uh, that Michael created. Uh, that's amazing. <laughs> amazing. We love this song. We love the instrumental to this song. Uh and just watching it all come together with the visuals as well. Uh, we had a Canadian artist, uh, Christina Najin. She uh, did all of the illustrations cool. uh, for our show. And, you know, just the moon background and us dancing, you know, there with the music and just having fun uh, with it. It just really, it makes it a very special song. So I'm excited to to share it. That's great. I just love your your enthusiasm with it. It's so infectious. <laughs> it's just like, it's so yeah, fun. it drives so much curiosity about the whole thing. And you're just reminding me about the certain parts because there's a part in the song about slow mo, like you're talking about the. And we were that was a hilarious thing when we were playing with the recording of of pretending to be like slow mo 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 mo, mo. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, because that's the thing. And like we do the moonwalk in slow-mo. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, which is cool when you're on the moon. And, you know, just watching the kids do that. It's hilarious. And, you know, or try to do that. And um, and again, it's just, it's bringing those kind of nostalgic vibes. Like this is music I want, you know, I would love for parents to experience with their kids. And again, a little something for everybody and really just make it about the fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we achieve that in every song. And, you know, how do you bottle up the energy that you give in a live show? Again, going back to that, but how do you bottle that up and put that into a recording and still feel the same thing? And there's so many artists that do such a great job of that. Um, and so that's always kind of my goal in doing in doing this work. Hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah. There, oh, there's something, maybe one last thing to chime in on today is how how do you go about that? Or how would you recommend 
or just an, a, maybe just an experience or um, a tip from yourself of like, what kind of headspace do you get into or how do you get there to, to, ex to execute something like that when it's time to record? Hmm. Again, I utilize my imagination. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to be honest, it's just a skill that I that I, I, I practice, I practice it a lot. What does that look like? What is that? And, you know, I really honestly just visualize myself being on stage mm -hmm. with um, my community, really. Oh. And just giving from my heart and raising the vibration of, of the kids out there. And I just see it and I feel it. And I'm like, okay, that's the energy. It's just, it's a feeling. It's like before I get on onto stage, it's like, even if there's nerves and there's all those things, it's just this like feeling I have here. And I, and I go to that place and I just like go to that in my imagination right away. And I like that. I see myself, I'm, I, I'm there, you know, it's not try to picture yourself there. It's no, I'm, I'm in that moment. I'm actually, I'm there. Mm -hmm. And I'm on stage and I'm I'm singing with you right now. I'm I'm hyping you up right now. I'm in that. And that I feel like helps to to take my voice to places that I can't just do by sitting down like this and just singing right now. Uh -huh. It's not gonna be there, you know, but it's it's accessing the feeling. And that's just like honestly, just by just practice. And then just like actually, because I've done it so many times <laughs> since I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's why it's so powerful because I utilize that every time I go out there because it can be very intimidating. It's also very intimidating, not just to be on stage, but it's intimidating to go into a recording booth mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. And, you know, get close up to a mic and, and sing. It's very vulnerable. It's, it, it feels, I get very nervous still every time I do it which I always think that the nerves are a good thing to have for me personally. I need to have them in order to really feel like I'm hunkered in, mm -hmm. but it's accessing that feeling using and accessing that imagination and that visualization of what it feels like to be out there. And that gives me security and comfort and confidence mm -hmm. to do something that's really scary and then once you're in it, you don't feel the fear anymore. Right. And the nice thing about recording music is that, you know, if it doesn't sound good, you can go back in and do it again and again and again, which you can't do live, <laughs> uh, unfortunately. So that's always a plus. Um, <laughs> but it's just that first initial feeling of capturing that is really important for me. Yeah, I think there's a lot of power in that and just saying, like, no matter where you are, you know, you always have your imagination with you. Always. And you always do. Always, you always like go to a go to a scenario or go to the situation that you you feel like you thrive in, you know, and that can be so interesting to hear what that looks like for everybody, like how different that looks to be able to achieve that place that you're like, OK, I'm here. I can do I can be me now, you know, and it, whether it's on a in a studio box or like on a big stage or just in your friend's living room or sharing with anywhere you know whoever you know like totally. yeah yeah and I mean again it can be applied to any situation and I think that's where again the passion of this whole project and the whole purpose of creating this like art for kids right now and this like kind of conscious you know learning aspect of how to utilize your imagination and how to believe in yourself really and put it into action 
uh, is really where this lies. Because again, it's like for a kid really can be, you know, anywhere in the world and be watching this or listening to this and can close their eyes and be anywhere and be whoever they want to be in that moment to help feel something, then I know that we are doing the work, you know, and that's my goal really when it comes down to it is creating that, that safe space for kids really at the end of the day. Amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Well, where this is, yeah, I know just people listening, where, where are the best places to find you? And I know that there's someone here that are parents as well. So if they want to like, yeah, just get on your radar for channels for themselves or for their, for their kids to find out about what you're doing, like where, where should they go? Yeah. Well, we, um, we, uh, we have rock and bow party. You can find us on Instagram at rock and bow party. And also we just launched very, very fresh soft launch right now, our rock and bow studio, um, which is also on Instagram at rock and bow studio. Uh, and also we have rock and and rock and and rock and is definitely where we're going to be dropping our music and our kids content with my partner, Jackie Lee. And, uh, you know, our superhero imagination content and rock and bow parties where you can catch all of our live shows. And we have lots of them coming up. We're going to be at Canada place for Canada together this year. We have another few movie nights coming up and some, you know, really exciting special events since they're all coming back now. Yeah. Yeah. Real force uh, this season. So you can check out our shows there and uh, yeah, come check out a live show or, and listen to uh, some of our music. dance around in the living room with your kids why not why not yeah (laughs) well thanks so much for for coming on to spend the time and and share a bit of your world of what's going on here it's it's been yeah just such an honor to to know you and work with you over these last couple years now and and just pumped to have everyone get to know more about what you're doing and and just the enthusiasm that you come at what you do and i think there's just lots of inspiration and and great example there to to just step into our own imaginations a little bit more and and just be okay and see what happens with what happens, you know? Yes. And see where it leads you next. Well, thank you so much, Michael, for everything. I love collaborating with you and thank you so much for having me today. Well, there we have it. Rock and bow, Rachel bow. <laughs> Always love chatting with her and I'm so excited to be able to introduce you to her. If you've never come across her path before, Definitely go check out her channels. It's just really amazing to see the various ways that she's utilizing the music that we made together. And I think it'll open up your minds to a little bit more possibilities of getting your your music out there than just the traditional way of, of doing it. So definitely go check that out. I'll have those links in the show notes. And a few other fun things coming up before I leave you with a song that's going to take you (laughs) to outer space is the idea recently I just put out to the Facebook community to for anyone who has been a part of a write songs you love program a put pants on your songs workshop a one song challenge or a teacup challenge anyone who's ever taken one of those songs all the way through to releasing recording and releasing on Spotify, I made a playlist for the right songs you love jams. And I'll include that in the newsletter today. 
but also I will continually be updating that and adding that. And this, this is something I've wanted to do for years, ever since I started doing these workshops in 2011. There's been so many cool songs that have come out and to see them from their, their seed journey all the way to the end. I, I literally have been in conversations with songwriters with easily over 1,500 songs. <laughs> and so far, even just in the first day of putting a call out, I have about 45 songs that are on that list already. Super various ranges of styles and really a lot of fun memories and just cool music. So if you're listening to this and you want to find that that uh, playlist, I'm going to post it in the Facebook group and it will go out in the newsletter. And if you're listening to this and you're not on the newsletter or in the Facebook group, send me a message or just look for the Right Songs You Love Facebook community on Facebook and answer the couple of questions that are there. And if you want to get on the newsletter, you can go to rightsongsyoulove.com and just scroll down a little bit there. There's a, a place where you can sign up or you can just look that newsletter straight up, the Right Songs You Love newsletter on uh, Substack is that website that that is run through. So all of these fun ways to take part and listen to some music of, of these amazing artists that have written some really, really cool music over the years. And it's just going to keep growing. And anyway, I'm just thrilled to be able to shine light on that and introduce you to some new tunes. And I hope you enjoy. So now, without uh, holding back anymore, if you imagine that you're going to get yourself into a spacesuit and you're going to jump on a rocket ship with Rock and Bow, <laughs> that should prepare you mentally for what you're about to hear. So I hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>